0: Welcome to the First Player Token Podcast, a short podcast for folks who enjoy playing board games with family and friends. I'm your host, Derek Brough. In this episode, we work together to solve a murder in the game with no words, Mysterium. Have you ever heard of a game that sounds so good you find yourself ordering a copy from Poland, because the U.S. edition hasn't come out yet and you want it right now? Probably not, but I'm the kind of guy who does that kind of thing. And that's how I got my copy of the game Mysterium back in late 2014. Mysterium is the English name for a 2013 Polish game called Tajemnica Domostwo, de designed by Alexander Nevsky and Oleg Sidorenko. I have no idea if I pronounce that title correctly, but it loosely translates as Mysterious Homestead, according to Google Translate at least, I'm just going to call the game Mysterium. It's a cooperative game where two to seven players work together to solve the mystery of a murder in about 45 to 60 minutes. Like the classic game Clue, you're trying to figure out who, where, and what. Who is the murderer? Where did the murder happen? And with what weapon? But unlike Clue, there's no deduction involved. In Mysterium, you're trying to interpret dreams to point you to the culprit. One player takes on the role of the ghost. Now, the backstory of the game says that this player is the ghost of the person falsely executed for the murder, but that seems needlessly complicated. I like to say that you're the ghost of the person who was killed. The other players take on the role of investigators, spending the week in the now haunted house where the murder took place. Each night, the ghost sends dreams to the investigators pointing them to the who and the where and the what. Those dreams take the form in the game of a stack of oversized cards, each depicting some fantastical or surreal scene. Each round, the ghost player draws a hand of seven of these dream cards and selects the ones that will point the other players to the elements of the crime. This is why I could play the original Polish version of this game. The game has no words. It's all done through pictures. At the start of the game, you lay out a set of cards, each depicting a different possible murder weapon, along with cards depicting various locations in and around the house where the murder might have taken place, and cards showing a different number of potential suspects. Each player is secretly assigned a combination of these three cards, weapon, location, and suspect, by the ghost. During the first round, the ghost will give dream cards to each player from their hand, trying to nudge each player toward the weapon assigned to them, through the pictures on the dream cards. So this game is completely visual, but let me see if I can describe an example here. Let's say you're the ghost and you're trying to direct one of the players to the frying pan, since that's the weapon that they've been assigned. You have seven dream cards in your hand. Do you give the player the one with the metal robot spider thing on it to point them to the fact that their weapon is a metal weapon, the frying pan? Do you give them the card with the fancy, well-dressed couple walking out of the mouth of a giant fish because you can use a frying pan to cook a fish? Or do you give them the card showing bunnies bouncing around a rope ladder that's leading them into a giant green bush because the card with the frying pan on it has a green background and that card kind of looks like that? Whatever card you give to the player, you'll have to hope they see the same visual connections between that card and the frying pan that you do. The ghost player, being a ghost, can't talk during the game, although we like to have them make some spooky sounds or knock on the table every now and then. The other players, however, can talk, and that's a key part of the game. As the ghost player starts handing out dream cards to the players, they start talking about what they see in the cards and what connections they see to the weapons and locations and such. A smart ghost player listens to those conversations around the table to better understand how the other players interpret the dream cards. Once every player has been given a dream card and placed one of their colored tokens on the weapon they think their dream refers to, the ghost then reveals who guessed correctly. Those who did take the weapon card and in the next round will move on to work on their assigned location card. Those who didn't get their weapon guess correct will have to try again the next round with another dream card from the ghost to help them. The game plays over seven rounds with each player first figuring out the weapon they've been assigned, and then the location, and then finally the suspect, always using those dream cards given to them by the ghost player. Hopefully, before the seventh round, each player has identified their particular combo of weapon, location, and suspect. All of this is done to narrow down the field to then figure out the true identity of the murderer. In the seventh round, the ghost player secretly selects one of the weapon, location, suspect combos belonging to one of the players. Then the ghost selects and shares three dream cards with the players to point them to that combo. One card for the weapon, one card for the location, and one card for the suspect. The players then talk it out and decide together which of their combos the ghost is hinting at. If they get it right, they have solved the mystery and release the ghost to move on from this plane of existence. Before I share a few thoughts about Mysterium, let's check in with our supernatural correspondent for his thoughts, on this pictures-first cooperative game. This is Mysterium. Yep. We've got lots of pieces, mm-hmm. lots of cards. Yep. What do you think of these dream cards?
1: They're very weird.
0: They are very weird. What What do you see in these dream cards?
1: Like uh, um, a car that has like donut wheels and <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh, Two cups as uh, lights and uh, a pan as a hat.
0: And in the background, it's like, it looks like power lines, but it's not. It's like rakes sticking out of the ground. Yeah, it's very weird. Very weird. And this one has, this one looks like a sunken boat of some sort. And there's a a diver, except he has a bright red heart on his chest. And he he has like two weird Egyptian cats with him. Yep. That's, That's very strange. Very. Yeah. And then that's pointing you towards, I don't know, some kind of weapon, right? So yeah. we got your gun, heavy ball, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A big fork.
1: Very big fork.
0: Weight. A razor blade. Yep. Oh, a, a frying pan. Mm-hmm. I guess these are all things you can kill someone with.
1: Yeah. And how do you kill someone with a ball?
0: <laughs> you have to hit them pretty hard. Yeah. Or an iron. Mm-hmm. Rope. Yeah. And then like the rooms are like, that you're trying to get people to guess are like rooms from some creepy old mansion. Very creepy. Yeah. There's this,
1: like this tree house.
0: Yeah, this one's not bad. Like there's a swing and a tree house and a hammock yeah. and a unicycle of some sort. But like this next one is like tree some house. creepy dungeon chemi- chemistry lab. Full with
1: tools on it. And there's a lot of science on one single like, mm-hmm on Box. a barrel. barrel, yeah,
0: that's weird. So, <laughs> weird. so somehow these dream cards are supposed to point to particular weapons or locations yeah. or these people, like this guy's maybe a magician
1: or something? Maybe, looks like it. And
0: she's, what do you think of her? Um, She just looks angry. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what her deal is. What do you like about this game, Mysterium?
1: I, I like that Uh, There's a lot of, uh, like, you have to get, um, uh, give people dreams that might be very hard for the uh, people uh, that are looking at the dreams, Uh, and uh, uh, they might think of a different meaning of what you're thinking, and then they choose something very wrong. or or like uh, if uh, someone says, uh, I know it's not these two cards when one of the cards that uh, they said is not it, uh, is actually it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, you have to figure out a way how to, uh, how to make them think that that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, the last time we played this game, you were the ghost and you had to hand out the dream cards. Yep. And there were lots of wrong guesses. Yep. Yeah, you gotta somehow get in tune with your people. Yep. And hope that they notice the same things you notice. Yep. Yeah. So it's is it a hard game or an easy easy game?
1: It's it, it's a very hard game.
0: Yeah, but fun though, right? Yeah, very fun. Yeah, and um, no reading required.
1: Nope.
0: Right? No it's just all pictures. It's just
1: pictures and, <laughs> and things you have to look at.
0: Except the ghosts can't talk, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is your What, what do you sound like when you're the ghost? Ooh, That's <laughs> <laughs> good. And when you're not a ghost, which of these characters do you pick? For you, which one do you like to be?
1: Uh, I usually pick Black.
0: Mm. That looks, guy is... He
1: looks pretty cool.
0: He does look pretty cool. He's got his hat pulled down. Black. I think. Maybe okay. he's like a newspaper guy? Maybe. Like a journalist?
1: He has a pencil in his ear.
0: Oh well, yeah. So he's taking notes. So what else do you want to say about Mysterium?
1: It's very fun and it's very hard. And it takes a long time, <laughs> yeah, because uh, like it takes so long for them to just hand out like, your dreams.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. And what happens when you're the ghost and you have like seven cards and none of them seem to work? Yep. You're like, these are terrible cards. Yep. Yeah. But we play where you can mulligan. You can draw seven new cards every round. Yeah. And maybe get something. So.
1: If you don't, it's just sad for you. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thanks for the interview. This is good. Okay. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: Thanks to those thoughts from our Supernatural correspondent. He is right. This can be a tough game to win, which is something I like in a cooperative game. I don't want it to be too easy. I mentioned earlier that back in 2014, I didn't want to wait for the North American version of Mysterium to be available. So I ordered the original Polish version of the game. When the North American version released in 2015, there were some significant changes to the artwork and to the rules. The art on the Dream cards is the same between the two different versions, but the North American version has replaced the moody and sometimes creepy art on the weapons, locations, and suspects with art that's just a little more cheerful and kind of Disney-like. It's fine, but I prefer the spookier art from the original. As for the rules in the North American version, They've added an extra layer where players can give other players guesses, a thumbs up or thumbs down every round. Getting those correct gives you what are called clairvoyance points, which are then used in the end game. In the North American version of the end game, you can't talk about the ghost's final dream cards. You have to make your guesses silently. And players who haven't earned enough clairvoyance points don't even get to see all three dream cards before they guess. I haven't played this version, but it seems a little counter to the fun of the original Polish game, which is fully cooperative. For those of us here in the US and Canada, the North American version of the game is easier to track down, so if that's the version you get, just enjoy the cartoonier art, and I would say play using the Polish rules. Or rather, the Ukrainian rules, which are the ones I've described here. See, the additions of Mysterium get even more complicated. The game came out first in Poland with one set of rules, but the subsequent Ukrainian edition tweaked those rules, mostly around the endgame. Those are the rules I prefer, unless I'm playing with kids, in which case I use the Polish rules. In the Polish endgame, the ghost selects one of the final suspects at random, and then gives just one dream card to point the players to that suspect. This is a little simpler than the Ukrainian endgame that I described earlier in this episode, And so the Polish version makes the game a little easier for younger players. And if you're confused at this point, never fear. I've put links in the show notes to all three sets of rules, Polish, Ukrainian, and North American. And all of them are in English. Before we wrap up this episode, I couldn't review a game all about art without checking in with our resident color commentator, my lovely wife, Emily. For reasons I don't fully understand, I've never actually played Mysterium with her, even though it's totally her kind of game. Let's see what she has to say about the aesthetics of this game, at least those of the Polish edition, which is the one on my board game shelves.
2: There's so much art in this. I, I'm a little overwhelmed with the sheer number of paintings that I'm looking at.
0: No wonder there were six artists.
2: Yeah. Only six. Only six. I've lost the time period. It's the very short time period and like then it went out of style and it was all very ornate, decorative like lovers and fields and on swings and stuff.
0: Hmm. Or Coco? Maybe? Or...
2: Yeah, I think it was, that's what I'm thinking of. This is the painting I was thinking of. Mm. Yeah. That's what this side reminds me of.
0: The locations?
2: Yeah is that
0: style. Oh. Yes, but without the people, really.
2: Right. Like, especially this. Mm. Like, it's... All the buildings are very fancy... and detailed. It's almost like...
0: Ornate. Ornate. Ornately decorated.
2: And the way it's painted is very light filled and shiny mm. you know and
0: a little misty misty yeah. yeah
2: everything kind of looks like it could be a real place in the places mm. like
0: nothing's completely fantastical
2: but it's still very fancy and detailed yeah especially this
0: They call that the hunting room. The hunting room, yeah. Most of the pictures are pictures, paintings of... It's like a room full of paintings of hunting scenes.
2: Or like early colonial Mm. idealism. (laughs) (laughs) With the mom reading to her
0: baby. Yeah. Well, while dad is out hunting. Right. Mom's got to be doing something useful.
2: And I like how the painting studio has a picture like a study of the hunter
0: oh <laughs> it's like a it, callback to it them. looks like the painting of the hunter in the trophy room mm-hmm. i never saw that before and certainly the dream cards cover a lot of different genres of content i should say and some of them look a little steampunky and some definitely do not
2: and i don't like some of them look just like dreams Mm-hmm. but others of them look like nightmares and I don't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: But they're a little disturbing. And others are just look like Dolly could have made them.
0: I was going to ask would, would you consider many of these to be surrealism? Yeah. What not, makes something... Not all of them but okay. some of them. What makes something surrealistic?
2: It's sort of the idea is is that it's composition is painted and or created in such a way that it looks real but it's impossible. So something Um, about it
0: is impossible. Like Dolly's famous melting clock faces. Yes.
2: It looks like. They're all very realistically rendered. Right. And likewise there's this weird apple that.
0: On a pillar with some like Needles the, sticking into
2: it. Mm-hmm. Worms are like this little worm has glasses on.
0: Oh, he does. And he's
2: climbing up this column. Oh, and he
0: has friends behind him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was all one snake, but you're right. It's like four little inchworms.
2: And it looks like they're about to eat the apple that is leaking some sort of black <laughs> right.
0: substance. But the apple is gold. Like, it's
2: very strange. Like
0: it's a it, it's a sculpture of an apple.
2: All yeah. of these elements. Are real elements. But when you put them together like Uh, this.
0: Yeah. It's very strange. Very strange.
2: And dreamlike. I gotta say I really like. The fact that there's no words on any of these cards.
0: How do you like that?
2: Because I have terrible eyesight. And (laughs) most of the time. I'm trying to squint and read. About whatever action. Whatever card is. And half the time I miss something. Because it's in like. 2.5 font
0: (laughs) yeah this is why i could get the polish edition of this game because there's no words anywhere it's all visual it's really great and you asked earlier if there was an exhibit somewhere
2: because i would go see it
0: (laughs) well thank you for exploring this game are you interested now in playing this game
1: Mm
0: -hmm. maybe we'll have you report back after you've had a chance to play it once or twice sure
2: I might get too distracted looking at the card stuff.
0: <laughs> this is why we always seem to have trouble exiting art museums before they close. Thanks for that color commentary, Emily. Now I know what the Rococo style is all about. Emily reminded me that I didn't mention the artists for this game earlier when I mentioned the designers, There are six artists listed for the Polish version of the game. I am not going to try to pronounce their names, but I will list them all in the show notes. There's one additional artist for the North American version, Xavier Colette, who apparently illustrated all the new weapon location and suspect cards. Mysterium is a game that probably works best for kids ages 8 and up. Younger players can certainly join in, especially since it's cooperative and there's no reading required. But I certainly wouldn't ask a younger player to be the ghost. There's a fair amount of pressure on the ghost to select dream cards that communicate something useful, as my stepson indicated in his interview, and doing that well requires some social and visual awareness that I find younger kids just haven't developed yet. Mysterium also works great as a way to get to know new people, since the process of discussing the dream cards naturally reveals how people see the world and think about it. I have used Mysterium more than once as part of onboarding new graduate students at my office. If you really get into Mysterium, you can look forward to two expansions, Hidden Signs and Secrets and Lies. I haven't tried them, but they add more cards, uh, more locations, more suspects, more weapons. Um, And one of the expansions, I believe, replaces the weapons with kind of story pictures that illustrate how the poor guy died. So that changes it up a little bit as well. And if you're on the fence and you're not sure if Mysterium is for you, you could start with Mysterium Park, which is a spin-off game that came out a couple of years ago. It's a simplified version of the game that takes about half the time to set up and play. That's it for this episode of the First Player Token Podcast. See the show notes for those different sets of rules for Mysterium, as well as photos of some of the Rococo and surrealistic art in the game. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to it, and, you know, maybe share it with a friend, too. I've been your host, Derek Bruff. Thanks for listening. Now it's time to play some games. Creepy mansion, creepy rooms. Like, creepy bathtub. Yeah, it's like totally dirty too. Gross. Awesome.
1: If you don't, then just set for you.
0: Luke. You're ruining the recording.
1: It's very rude.
0: I always pick the French policeman with the epic mustache, though. I think if you're going to grow a mustache, you need to have it be epic.
2: It's true.
0: Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Ted Lasso has a great mustache because it's ridiculous. It's true.